Hey guys, this is the Good Daughter Podcast. We're here to help women or people who feel constrained or conflicted by their cultural upbringing. I'm Misha Good, and I'm going to give you my advice on how you can overcome your cultural conditions to create a life on your own terms, because you're more than just a good daughter. So this is going to be the good sister episode, or not the good sisters, because you guys aren't. Your last name is not good, like mine. So the Kadri sister episode. So on this episode, you guys, we have my two sisters here. My older sister, Ikra, who's actually in Istanbul right now. And it's like seven in the morning. Yeah. Did you even go to sleep or have you just been up? You've been pulling an all-nighter? I don't sleep if I have to be up early. Oh, my gosh. And then my younger sister, Sana, who is a sophomore at UCS. Junior. Almost. Okay, a junior at UCSD. So she's in San Diego, not too far from me. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the differences in our childhood. So there's a pretty big age gap between me, Ikra, and Sana. So me and Ikra are only two years apart, exactly. But Sana is 15 years younger than Ikra and 13 years younger than me. So by the time you were growing up, Sana, like we were already well established in our lives and you just came along. No. And we were teenagers. <laughs> we were teenagers. So we were we were well set in our teenage ways. And then you popped along onto the scene. So the one of the things I want to talk about with you guys is have you guys ever heard the saying that no siblings have the same parents? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean to you guys? I think it has a lot to do with like I don't know if you've 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 talked to me about like birth order and stuff. I think oh really older kids and middle kids and younger kids always get their parents treat them different. It's it's inherent. I mean I'm sure they love all their kids the same, but you will talk to them differently. I I still get baby talk. Yeah, (laughs) you guys don't. So yeah, definitely in like birth order for sure. But I think because we're close in age, it was or you and me, Misha, it was a little bit more similar. Except we were just into different. Yeah. But I also think that like they were a lot stricter with me than they were with you. I disagree. I think we just got into different kinds of trouble. That's true. I think Sana didn't get in any trouble. But why is that? Why were we always getting in trouble? She never got in trouble. Well, that's a funny thing is because our mother likes to point out that she never got in trouble or like she just wasn't going to get punished or like beat or anything. But I I know a lot of my teeth like growing up, I feel like I spent so much of it punished. Yeah, I feel like I was always grounded. Like I went from one grounding. It was a perpetual state of grounding. And then when I get out of that grounding. Is that what I is just laughing? Because have you ever been grounded? Were you ever I'm, grounded? I was definitely grounded. I mean, my like friends in high school, we always used to joke that like there were I couldn't have fun like three days in a row. It was just too much fun. You? You no, couldn't have so, fun? Okay, we'll, we'll unpack the differences, but I'm just saying that I think I, I definitely, my groundings were definitely not as severe as y'all's for sure. Okay, so you admit that you had it easier than we did. I, I think that I just did it. I just don't think I got in trouble to the severity that y'all did. So my punishments were, you know, I think there was of my damage. I also think there was less things for you to get in trouble for. Like they had way less rules for you than they did for us. 
Like I had so many rules, like couldn't be friends with boys, couldn't talk to boys on the phone, couldn't wear shorts, couldn't wear tank tops, couldn't wear like like clothing was a big thing. So but like I think you were allowed to dress however you wanted. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I definitely was not allowed to wear shorts. And a lot of times my friends would come over and, my, and you know, mom and dad would be like, what are they wearing? I I was not. That was what they were wearing, I, not you. I know, but I'm saying I would not be allowed to do that. I think that, I think the boy thing, though. Yeah, I got more freedom with talking to, having, like, male friends. Yeah, like, she had her friends over at the house. You even had, your friends, like, are allowed to spend the night at mom and daddy's house. Didn't Alex come visit in California and stay? That would never happen. That would have never happened in my life. Didn't she stay at Alex's house for like two weeks? Yeah, you stayed at his house when you went to Georgia and they know you stayed there. That's crazy. That I would never, that would never have been my experience. And if they found out I stayed at some guy's house, even if it was just a friend, they would have killed me. Yeah, I I also think it has a lot to do with like who Alex's parents were and then also okay sure but I also like I'll get into it but I think that I decided that like mommy and daddy would trust me with my friends more the more that they knew them which is why I always tried to bring them over so they could know them more they never even wanted to get to know my friends guy friends like there was no interest it was just automatically assumed that they were bad because they were boys or that they just didn't exist um, yeah like the I also think I had Muslim friends like my first guy Alex friend is awesome. not Muslim. awesome 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 was my first like actual guy friend that like mommy and daddy felt comfortable with me hanging around i think that made them feel better that i was at least hanging around with like muslims too but i think you can agree with that you talked about that in one of them i don't think that would have mattered for me maybe not for you but i think for me it made a difference i don't know Ikra was getting into different types of trouble okay but still i would get in trouble for stupid things too like walking to target really stupid friend and I don't know how that became a thing. Like, just things I was never thinking about being a thing were a thing. I would get in trouble for everything. I would get in trouble for, like, because I used to ride the bus, I think, in junior high. I don't think I rode it in high school. I might have. Maybe, like, freshman year. I don't remember. And so, like, sometimes, most of the time, I'd walk home from the bus stop. But occasionally, mommy would just, like, show up to pick me up. And it wouldn't offer me the time I needed to change back into my... The clothes I was wearing when I left, then I would get, really get it. (laughs) And then what else would I get in trouble for? Every time my cell phone would get taken away, I would like find it and take it back. And then I'd get in even more trouble for like taking it back. What else? Just stuff like that. I never found my phone. I barely had a cell phone in high school. (laughs) I know it was always gone. And then that, but I don't remember having one until like 2004. I graduated in 05. You know, another thing that I think is really crazy is like you had you got the birth control thing in your arm, right? To help yeah. you with your cycle. I wanted to be on birth control because I had a really bad cycle. And when I asked for it, I was like almost kicked out. Oh, yeah, and I would get help. in trouble like when I wanted to go to the doctor. Like I would get in trouble for asking to go to the doctor. I mean, I don't, I don't really remember asking. Yeah. I just went and got it. See, like I, but she knows because I was in college already. Yeah. So even if I was in college already, it didn't matter as long as you're financially still affiliated. You're still getting in trouble. That's how I feel. Yeah. But I think it's interesting. I think they were a lot more lenient with Sana because by the time Sana was growing up, they had been here for. 
what, like 17, 18 years, something like that. So they had been here longer than they were abroad. So yes, I think they had like an evolution and a assimilation that happened, or maybe they just gave up. <laughs> they realized it wasn't going to work. Easier. Too. And then I think a lot of it has to do with the bull. What do you think? Um, I was going to say, I think also like a good bit of it has to do with the move. I think that when we went to Georgia, they like really, really liked the community and they were like involved with it. And I was hanging around with like kids that they already knew the parents. So I think that they just felt more comfortable. And then I went to high school so that it, they were more lenient because they felt like just more comfortable with where we were, the people we were around, stuff like that. But I think when I was growing up, they were kind of like antisocial and they didn't want to get to know any of my friend's parents. They only well, wanted they, to be a part of their own community. They knew my friend's parents, two of them. Because, because why? Similar background. Same background, yeah. But none of my friends were similar background. Yeah. Well, that was only when I was like in elementary school, really. And then... Once I got to high school, since I went to high school so far away, they didn't know as well. Like they knew a couple of my friends' parents, but they used it if they knew the wrong thing or like things that they could judge them for, then they were really mean to that set of friend, friend and their parents, you know? So Yeah. And wouldn't feel comfortable. And then I would get a lot like I a lot of times I'd be told like you cannot be friends with that girl anymore. Yeah. The second they'd find out something bad about someone. It was like, you cannot be friends with her anymore. And then I would have to like lie of that if I was that person was like the same place I was or if I was still hanging out with them, I'd have to like lie and say that I was with somebody else. Because like I kind of like tell my friend, like I can't be friends with you anymore because my mom and dad saw you wearing a tube top. So we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I don't know. know if I would lie or I just didn't care as much. But like I, I remember them picking at like really dumb things like my like Mexican friends when they would cook pork at home like I would come home smelling oh it. yeah and so like that was a huge like point of contention just like this person's bad because they're eating pork so whenever I would spend the night at like my friend's house mommy would make sure to pick me up before breakfast because like she didn't want me to be around if they were making bacon <laughs> I was like I just thought it was so funny <laughs> that was so stupid <laughs> like see Sutta, would that ever have happened to you no, I just told them, like, don't, I'm not going to eat the bacon. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it but if fine. I said that, they couldn't believe me. There's no trust. Bacon. I don't like bacon. I just think it's so funny. But so one thing that's interesting is when we were growing up, me and Ikra did not get along at all. No. I think we, like, started to get along for a little bit. One month, I think. In our 20s. And then there was one month. For one month <laughs> that we there stopped. <laughs> A maximum of six weeks, I would say. We walked through like one of my birthdays and walked and then like a week later it was done. It was done. What happened? Why was it done? I don't remember. Um, I oh, something that happened at a party you threw. That I threw? Yeah, yeah, at, at um, at the Diamond Bar house. You had a party. I don't remember. You had some friends over and then I did something that pissed you off. You had a party just- too. No, not at our house. Well, not okay. at the Denver house. Never. My friends were all in like two, three cities away. Why would they ever come down? No, I remember you had a party and you had a friend who was using a walking cane and he was standing up at the top of the stairs. And I was like, why does she have a friend here with a walking cane? House? I'm so. No, yeah. it's not possible. 
That's a vivid Not memory of mine. What the hell? Oh, We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. No, I never had. So when we were growing, but when we were little, when we were little, why do you think we didn't get along? What's your opinion? Well, no idea. I don't think I ever really thought about it that much. I just remember we just didn't. Go to- I didn't think about it until recently. And now I have a theory on this. What's the theory? So I have this theory. Okay. So, so and I'll, I'll give you like a backstory before I give you my theory. So there was Rob. like a few months ago when... Natasha wouldn't give our mom a hug or like she was like ignoring her. You know how she gets, you know how Natasha gets. She just like, yeah, she's like hot and cold. So then Nani said to Natasha, oh, I guess I'll just have to give the toys that I bought you to Jordan then. And I was Uh like, you can't say that because I know you're you don't realize this, but like you're making Natasha mad at Jordan now. Yeah. You're like making Natasha think that Jordan did something wrong to her and or like vice versa, you know? You're pitting them against each other unknowingly. Okay. And I feel like when we were growing up, I always got told like that I wasn't as smart as you or like my grades weren't as good as yours. Yeah. And so like that was always so annoying to me. And yeah. I think they unknowingly pitted us against each other. And, and I just didn't even notice. Cause like, I was even like, though it had nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it wasn't you telling me that it was, it made me feel like it was you. Like you thought you were better than me because you were had better grades. I really don't even listen. I listened to your episode and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize you like had to go through like extra math tutoring and all this and that. I thought. They yeah. Just, you didn't know that? No, I, I mean, or I didn't remember. But yeah, I didn't know that that was it. Especially math. I mean, I could have helped you with math. I had to go to Kumon. Yeah, you had a math tutor right there. I, but you guys. Were no, writing, but we couldn't so. get a log. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had to go to Kumon, and I had to go in the fifth grade. I used to have to go to school like an hour early. So like school started at like eight o'clock, right, or something. Uh, okay, I, I used to know. get there at seven for my teacher to tutor me, and Nani used to give that lady cash. And it was like so shady because it would be like in an envelope and the lady wouldn't, the, my teacher wouldn't let me hand her the envelope until we were inside the classroom. And also like we couldn't turn on certain lights because she didn't want anyone to know. So I think like that maybe it's like not allowed to be taking cash from your students for like extra help. Yeah. You know what I, I, I mean? I doubt that that's allowed. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. At that time, it was just school was all that we did. I guess, until we started playing soccer. Pretty much. Yeah. And then I wasn't as social at that time. It took me to like high school to even be inspired but by I people. Think, friends. I don't think they ever wanted you to be social or did they care? I don't think they ever told you like, Kobe, no, more friendly like Misha. No, no. Like, I don't think they, they cared. never said that. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, and I never cared to be social until like sometime in high school. Until I met people that I actually like cared about being friends with. I don't think I really cared as much about my friends before that. So I will say I think that's something that's changed because they always tell me these days, like, please, for the love of God, go join a club, like go make friends, go do something. So I will say they're if they want you to have friends. Yeah. They're way more they're... encouraging now. Oh, you know what else I think is like they care about your mental health. Like about you not being too stressed about school, about your well-being. And I don't think like that was something and and not just them, but like in general, like none of my friends, parents either. I don't think like they cared about if the kids were too stressed about homework, like if there was too much homework and it was stressful or whatever. 
like mental health, like they care about your your feelings, like they care about your feelings. Like for me, if I was getting like chubby or something, like Nani would tell me and be like, you need to. When I was pregnant, she came up to me and pinched my thighs and was like, you better hope these go away after you lose, after you have the baby. Like she would never do that to you, Sana, ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also I agree with what you're saying. I was like, like my friends, we've all noticed in the past few years, like everyone's more receptive to mental health. I think the, our parents are starting to feel that. Yeah. But do any of your friends have older siblings like you do, like with a big age gap? Um, With an age gap like ours, I'm the only one. But they do have older siblings. But also, like, a lot of my friends are also children of immigrants. So, like, we relate to a lot of the experiences. And we've all been able to talk about, like, the changes we've seen over the years. Like, what do your friends say? As we could. Like, what do they, what do you guys notice, like, being children of immigrants? Like, what are the most prominent parts of your experience being a child of immigrants? I think a lot of what we all went through had to do with the fact that, like, my school was 95% white. So, a lot Mine of it was that. Like, Mine was like seven. Uh, Dunbar High was like I think seventy five percent Oriental Asian. Yeah, you guys had completely different I demographic think, than yeah. like I had. Yeah, so we all just noticed like our parents just didn't want us to fall in the trap that like the quote unquote white kids would be falling into. Like, um, which were I don't know, how, how how they. One thing I've noticed is like how a lot of my white friends will talk back to their parents. I some of the things like I've heard them say like when I'm in the same room I'm like dude if I ever said that I I don't know what would happen because that's like crazy but you have so white I'm, friends too yeah 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 oh but you just said it's your white friends not like random white people yeah no no my my friends that I'm like it seems so, like the experience is different like Anna you know Anna we relate like on how we talk to our parents and how our parents have treated mental health and definitely over the years like watching us struggle so much with school have been more receptive to like our needs and that so yeah it wasn't even like a topic when we were growing up like we would never say like I would never say like I have anxiety or I'm depressed even if that was what I was going through and I don't know if I ever I don't think so like that I ever had real anxiety or was actually depressed but like it never would have been something I even like thought about or you know yeah acknowledged But I definitely burnt out. It would have just been seen as like a temper. Yeah, you did. I think you got burnt out. I think because like you were put on such a pedestal for your grades. And then it was like there was this bar that you always had to meet. And I get that from my from like my career in in tech. Like once you become a high performing salesperson, that bar is set and you have to hit it every time. And I think that happened for you in school is like you were expected to be like the smartest kid in the family, but like also between our cousins, like one of the smartest, you know? And so it wasn't that pressure. Yeah. Cause I was doing other things too. I was playing sports. I wasn't sleeping at all in high school. I think I slept maybe a maximum of like two hours a night and, and I just stopped caring. I just didn't have the mental capacity in me like at the latter half to care anymore. But why? Like you just, why? Like, I don't know. Like I just stopped caring mm-hmm. because why? No, I don't know. Academic burnout is is crazy. Uh, you know, it's, because if we're, we were both doing STEM, the academic burnout like in this STEM world is is just crazy. Like I'm feeling it now, and I'm sure she knows exactly what I'm feeling with the school. Like it, it was, just industry thing. Yeah, I think it was also just wanting to be social too. You know, I wonder like which one because like I never had good grades. And then, but then when I got to college, I just, you know, I even went and got my master's and it was fine. Like, yeah. I did fine. 
And I was able to do it and I didn't have, but I did it once I moved out when I was on my own. So there was nobody demanding it or like forcing it on me. And I was just hold, I was the one holding myself accountable. Yeah. I wonder if it's better to be, to just be a kid when you're a kid and then focus on that piece when you're older. Like if you can. I think so. Because for me, there was only one career path. I only had one doctor. To be a doctor. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I would make a terrible. I don't know if you guys listened to my last episode and I talked about that. It's like you better be a doctor or a lawyer or maybe an engineer. It's like okay. I didn't even get the lawyer or engineer. I didn't even get the lawyer or engineer. If you ask our mother now, it was only doctor. That was the only option. And so when that wasn't working out, I had like I was just I'm still confused. (laughs) So Let's see, that's another chain. Well, Sana went through something similar, too. They wanted you to be a doctor, but then you said you wanted to be a pharmacist, and that okay. was not I mean, accepted. Yeah. Well, okay. th- you know what, though? Like, Daddy made a good point. He was like, I know you're only doing pharmacy because for you, you think your career is going to be easier, but not because you like it. It's 100% true. I, well, I would hate pharmacy. But they did say, you know how I'm like doing the shadowing thing in Italy this summer? Mommy was like, you know, if you don't like it, then at that point, like, just choose what you want to do. So, you know, like, I, I agree with what you guys saying. Like, for most of my life, doctor is the only thing. And right now, it's still the only thing. But now I know if I need to, I have that choice. Yeah. I think that's part of the evolution of them. Yeah. Was that it felt one way, but then now... Well, they also... Because you can talk to them, like... I also give them a lot of crap also- for that. <laughs> so... Oh. They, so this like there was this whole drama that happened. Like first, I think Sana called me and was like, "You need to talk to them that I don't want to be a doctor. I would just, pharmacies being a pharmacist like the money's great, and I wouldn't have to do this and that." And I was like, "Okay." And then like literally, I hung up with her. Four seconds later, Bobby started calling me. He was like, "You need to have a serious conversation with your sister." <laughs> I just was dying. I put it on oh, mute, and what? I was like, "Mike, listen." listen to this i was like i just had the same conversation with sada like of the opposite and then i just i don't think i even got involved i didn't get involved i was like i don't like this will it was finals week yeah i was like this will blow oh. over oh, okay you have your friends with meltdown okay <clears throat> yeah exactly it was a finals week breakdown I, i'll admit it see i never had that i never had a finals week breakdown because and girl you're lucky. i never got burnt out from school because i was not the way Icarus says she doesn't she didn't care about things. I didn't care about school. So I was never burnt out because I was never like trying. Even at tutoring, I, I just sit there and be like, uh-huh. Okay. No, I get it. Totally. <laughs> They'd be like, do it. I don't know what you said. I can't do it. Even with my burnout, I skated by just fine. It was just like I was a B B's were like amazing. That was like an accomplishment. That's how I feel these days. These are fine. But yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. It's interesting how much they've changed. I also think that our parents were so different than all of our aunts and uncles. Like our cousins had different things. I think because for me, I didn't have any friends of this of similar background or religion. None. I only did when we were when I was very young. Ikra had some. Sana had more, but then our cousins had a lot. Yeah, but once I was in high school, I had none. I was like all in the high, most old yeah. white people in high school, I think. Or like Hispanic. Yeah. I will say, I also think, yeah, our parents are different from other like Desi parents in general. And my roommate is Pakistani. There are things that I've done and that we've like been able to do in our lives that she could not do. Her parents were way stricter. 
have other things. Yeah. They're strict in different things. Like, so every parent is different. Strict on some things and not strict on other things. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's true. Like, I think, I think, so I have sports too. Yeah. Like none of them sports wasn't even like introduced to a lot of, a lot of immigrant children. Sports doesn't even get introduced. Like, uh, like South Asian immigrant children. Yeah, you guys are Not, actually the only people I know who ever did sports like that when they were unless, younger. But the boys do, but the girls, but girls, girls like, yeah. no. Yeah, it's like, okay, for the boys, but not really for the girls. And that's going with like any of my immigrant kid friends. Like, yeah. yeah. Another thing that I think is really interesting is like, because in our family, I was the first person to marry outside of our like culture like ethnicity and religion and stuff like i'm curious to see if anyone else well i guess most people are already married except for you guys <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah. just me too i so think i, I broke barriers i made it more i made it more accepting but I think it was like what? a first come option i think you took the white and so i'm you know, there's just one there was just one we could have but you know what else is like, I think mommy and daddy were like worried about how our f- extended family would react. And then everybody was so accepting and kind and loving. Yeah, not that just him, like to his thing. to his family. No, in general, it's a big thing that we grew up with. Like, what will other people say? Not like, what, but what everyone think? What like we yeah. felt, what, like we, what we cared about. It was just what would other people say? It just in general for immigrant children that common thread is like your parents always say like what would people think if they knew or if they didn't find this out like what will everyone say how will we show our face in the community because i mean in their respective country that is like social suicide oh it's huge so, yeah i mean it makes sense and it- is it though or is that exaggerated when you remove yourself from that culture because i know a lot of pakistani people in istanbul and they have wildly different experiences you know, they don't like like what culturate religion and culture as much because they're already like socialized into the same culture. So I don't know. They just don't they don't have this need to differentiate themselves from other cultures. You know, I I think that's the difference between like y'all's generation and my generation versus our parents generation i know plenty of like international kids from like india and pakistan as well here and they say oh it's getting so much more progressive you could get away with so much more but i know probably like when mommy and daddy were growing up there they are not getting away with that. they can't go party yeah wherever and well, have it be acceptable they just i think it's yeah. changing right they did like all the pakistani kids there growing up with them also partied they just did it behind closed doors, but they were still all doing the same things that teenagers in the States do. It's not that different. But like no, y'all's no. generation. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, don't... I think this generation. I think it's a generational I do, difference. I do have some questions about your generation. Oh, great. Like <laughs> why? Yeah. So okay, this is millennial and Gen Z. This is the millennial Gen Z segment of this episode. Yeah. Why do you guys hate us so much? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. what did Uh, we do to you did you see what boomers did to us it's so tough because like yeah yeah can we just collectively agree to be mad at the boomers like why do you guys have to be mad at us 
but you're also mad at we don't like anyone why like what is your problem okay listen it's different for me because like i have millennial sisters so i don't think as bad as millennials as like my friends do but i think it's okay, okay the biggest because thing if you're is, your friends like what are the, what is their friend. problem oh, no. yeah the biggest your friends thing don't you make like fun me? of wait wait your friends don't no. like me my friends love you they don't like millennials but i am I feel like I'm we the just, epitome okay. of a millennial. We we make fun of. Okay, let me tell you why. Okay. Okay. The tell biggest me. one, the thing we make fun of the most is like Disney adults. Like. Okay, we, I hate that. That's so we, strange. I think what, what we that? think is that millennials are stuck in the. Okay, so like women or not women, millennials who go to like Disneyland and dress up in the full Mickey Mouse gear. Yeah, and, and like, like it's true, they exist. It, so That's I have Disney thing. passes from my daughters, but like uh-huh. because my daughters are like toddlers and they love Disneyland. Okay. Not because Mike and I love Disneyland. <laughs> like, okay. So, but we go there and there will be like adults like my age there getting in line to meet the princesses with like notebooks ah. that they all get signed from every princess. And like, they're like more excited than Natasha and Jordan are to meet the princesses. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's, we think that they're like stuck in the past. And it's like, it's that's one guys- thing. Like, yeah. what's the other thing? But I don't even know what this is. Like, how can that be a what, millennial? Like, Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Duck and watch us. Maybe some like jokes that y'all make. They're just, they're, have you heard of the millennial pause? Yeah, I have it. Like on every episode of my podcast, <laughs> yeah. like when I start recording, there's like a the, real big a pause. pause. But like, but like, it's just you guys have tendencies. Because you guys it. start recording while you're talking, and I'll start yeah. recording, and then I'll start talking. Yeah. I mean, listen, none of it is like, we actually hate millennials, but it's just like, it's so funny. Some of the antiques, like, especially when millennials try and be like, quote unquote, hip like when y'all try to not y'all but when millennials try to use like our slang and like be cool i can't it's use your so... slang i don't know i don't understand it exactly so you don't and it's fine but when millennials do it's like really cringy and we're just like please act your age like you when they say no like cap 12 yeah dude like you're 40 and you have a job you don't need to do that okay <laughs> first of all i'm no not cap. 40 not you oh but my gosh i'm just saying <laughs> i would just like to point out for attacked. all the viewers my sisters are two millennials. My sisters are very cool. They're not, I'm not what they're. I'm not talking about them. Yeah, no cap. Like yeah, no cap. We're fine. <laughs> My God, I can't believe I did that. Did I use that right? I think so. I okay, guess. but I just I have a serious question. Okay, why are you guys bringing back the low rise jeans? I know it was a traumatic yeah. period in history. Yeah. Don't do it. I have to. I mean, personally, like, all my friends were, like, high-rise people. Highways. So I don't really know about the low-waist thing. I disagree with it, too. I see it, and I get really, like, cringed out. So I can't answer that. I love the Gen Z, like, aesthetic, though. Like, the clothing. Like, it's really... It's actually mean, really you, California. You mean the clothes? Like, yeah, the crop I mean, tops and... Ha- yeah, the, the, 90s. the 90s. Yeah, yeah. like, the it's, like, very 90s. And, like... The crop tops and like the relaxed jeans, like I like that. I think that that reminds me of when we were growing up. I feel like yeah, it's coming back. You guys are dressing like us, yeah. Or you're dressing not like us. You're dressing like the teenagers that were there when we were kids. Like we were elementary kids, but the teens were dressing like that. I think it's it has a lot to do with like binge culture. <laughs> like 
my generation that's what we do we binge watch these shows and it's the shows from like the 90s and stuff so. interesting what's your favorite thing about millennials that's it what do you guys like about us like what do you guys secretly admire that you all admit i think it's like i think that we admire how you guys were able to take this awful economy that you've inherited and all of these awful like economic things and like actually be successful in the workforce because honestly i don't really see people as successful like on their own as i do like the millennials who have figured out how to like capitalize on their passions and stuff i think that's something like as for like especially for you guys like seeing you guys like you move to turkey you did what you want to do you're very successful in your business it's nice to see that you know it is possible to overcome all the economic challenges <laughs> All the things that the boomers and did. successful. Yeah, exactly. Sucking dry social security. Yep, there you go. I feel like I'm, I'm missing some of this millennial Gen Z rivalry because... Maybe because you're in Turkey. What is... Okay, so Ikra, on TikTok, like, and there's this, like, trend of anti-American sentiment. Like, they go around, like, interviewing people, literally, and saying, like, what's the thing you hate the most about Americans? And it's always like Why? how fat they are. I'm like, okay, we're not all fat, by the way. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, it, because- it'll be like how much they love fast food. Um, okay, like most of us don't even eat fast food anymore. Like we know it's disgusting. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, so is there a lot of anti-American sentiment in Turkey? Not anti-American, but yeah, there's the stereotypes. Uh, food is a big one. People are surprised the way I eat. And I'm like, well, I'm from California. Like we, we do eat healthy, you know, like I always have a carrot on standby. And uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't eaten bread in like six years or something like that. Yeah. They think we're all fat, but those, I don't think there's, oh, Donald Trump. That's a, that one always comes up. Don't they know that most of us like didn't vote for him? Like it's, they don't think about us. They only think about the crazy ones. Just they don't understand. And then, uh, what are the negative things that come up? Oh, like gun violence, mass shootings. Yeah, yeah. a lot of these like negative tropes. Too. But all in all, they love hanging out with us. They love to speak English, and I don't know. They like our. Also, like there's also this other trend that's like Americans are so nice. Like like Europeans think yeah. Americans are like so nice. Well, like okay, guys, I just there's got back from New York yesterday, and like. I don't, that's not the vibe. Like, New Yorkers are not nice. They don't, but they're cool. They don't understand how big America is. Yeah. I don't know. Do they just think it's, like, just Florida and, like, just California, Texas, Florida? Like, that's it. I mean, do you guys remember that girl on TikTok who was basically saying, like, America is not a diverse country? And I was like, that's literally crazy because we're the melting pot of the world, but okay. But, yeah. I did see a big difference moving from California to Georgia, though. Like, for me, oh, that yeah. my world oh, all really? of a sudden became black and white. Like, like I I don't know. I did not like living in Georgia. It was not as diverse as California. I, I just always thought, show. Well, I mean, I only ever visited, so I don't really know, but... It was okay. I just thought the people were really nice. Is. Like, when you move to one place, you're not going to vibe with the culture, but, you know, in California, you do, like, the country is so big like there's now so many hubs for different people yeah and i think that goes over a lot of non-american heads so when i was in new york it was like crazy because okay so you know in california at least in southern california like in my neighborhood let's say there's like somebody at a crosswalk and i'm about to turn at a stop sign like i'll stop and i'll let them cross right because i'm like wherever i'm going what what difference does it make if i let someone cross like i'm not in that much of a rush like i'll get there when i get there But for them, like, they won't even get out of the way 
for like a mom with a stroller or like elderly people, like the cars just keep going and the people on the sidewalk, like they won't even look up. Like they will just bum rush you and like take you down and like they don't even care. So like, and then also my friend who I was staying with, like we would have like dinner reservations at like eight o'clock and she at like 6.30, she'd be like, are we ready? Are we ready to go, guys? Like, are we ready? And I was like, dude, chill out. We'll get there when we get there. Like, it's fine. Like, California timing and New York timing, like, New York schedule is, like, totally different. And I just realized, like, I have such a, like, laissez-faire attitude about everything, you know? But they're not like that. Like, they're on a mission. They're on a mission on that sidewalk. Like, they're on a mission in what? those streets. That they, they will run you over if they have to. Now it makes sense. I just feel like people are so much more chill here yeah but i was not ever that chill yeah like once a week in georgia if i at least once a week when someone sat at my bar they'd ask me like what part of new york i was from it wasn't like are you from new york (laughs) yeah probably because you act like that yeah yeah and and istanbul that's why it's it's a lot like that i mean people are a lot nicer here than new york but yeah there's no right of way for people they just you everyone just goes and i walk around like i'm on a mission constantly yeah so like it's just funny on tiktok like i because like i was thinking i could never imagine walking around like orange county or downtown la and like being like what do you hate about uh british people what's the thing you hate the most about the french like i would never do that but they're doing that about us but if we ever did that about them can you imagine that iconic meltdown they would have that class yes like oh my the gosh, things yeah. they would say the That's flash that I would receive. Why is, it, why is it so easy? Why is it okay for them to do it? I don't know. There's so maybe. Yeah, I feel you're not like specifically talking about like one race or religion. You know, it's just America. You're, yeah, maybe but there's like white people. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. But then I I was like showing Mike, and I was like, Do you think they're talking about Americans like like me or like Americans like you? And he was like, What do you mean? We're all American. And I was like, Well. I mean, this is about our perspective. I actually don't think they think that. Like, I think that they are talking about the specific Americans. I don't think they can comprehend how, like, because Mommy made a great point. She was like, the reason we moved to, or they moved to the U.S. instead of the U.K. was that you will never be British. Like, that's a race. Like, they are, like, British people. But you can always be American. Europeans, like, will not accept other people into their culture, like, the way Americans can. So well, I mean, because this is a country of immigrants. Yeah, exactly. But so. they're just countries of colonizers. Yep. So like, if you didn't want everyone to be British yeah. or French, like, why did you go around putting your flag everywhere? Then I'm just curious. Well, because they thought they were just, just slaves and workers. They weren't expecting the citizen part. <laughs> Interesting. That that I didn't it. know that she thought that. I always wondered why they did come here because, like, in the one of my episodes, I don't think it's out yet, but I say like. When people move to the West, they move for like career opportunity, financial reasons, maybe political reasons, safety reasons, whatever it may be. But it's like never for the culture. They didn't come here for the culture, you know? It so was why? A, she like, was telling me it's a big reason. And it makes sense to me thinking about it, especially at that it time. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I maybe there's people in the UK that would disagree with us, but... I mean, I'm sure we have uncles living there. I'm sure. I mean, it's you can't put like a, a generalization on the entire population, but like there is this really big trend going around where it's like very very anti-american like i could never imagine just walking up to strangers and being like what do you hate most about british people like they do but they do it about us yeah well on that topic i mean not about hating americans but i will say people here 
at least especially men here have a very homogenized view of like what an American is or like specifically an American woman. Like a lot of times I'll tell people I'm from Los Angeles or I'm from California. And then a couple of minutes later, they're like, no, you, you can't be American. There's just, it's, it's not possible. You're not. Why? Like, what is their view? Like, what is their like idea? Visualization? I think maybe someone lighter skinned, usually. Do they like think all Americans like sit outside of their mobile homes drinking like Coors Light? Yeah, because is like- that what they think? <laughs> is that the idea? Like, I just well, they're all cowboys or something. I'm not sure. No, I hope not. Yeah, I don't, is know. that it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, this specifically happens like if it's like a guy and I don't pay attention. I'm like, if I'm talking to a friend, I'm like, oh, can you leave us alone? That like comment will piss them off enough for them to tell me i i cannot possibly be american i'm not nice enough because <laughs> oh, all because Amer- all americans are so nice there we go so it's just right back to yeah. the trend that's so funny oh. okay so is there anything else you guys want to talk about or cover any topics before i, I wrap know. this episode i'm trying to think what's like specific to former grand stuff and sister stuff Oh, actually, so you know what I do think is interesting? So there's this girl on TikTok that I follow, and she's actually Canadian. And I think she's, I think she's Pakistani, but she, so her parents kicked her out and like, she hasn't seen them in three years, but they never kicked out her brother who does like worse, who did like worse things than she did that they know about. And so like, there's this different standard for the, for the sons and there is for the daughters. And I think like for us, because we're all girls, Maybe like we have like more of a understanding of each other. But like when you, if you guys were like my brothers and I was always getting in trouble and you were like, I probably wouldn't be talking to you guys at all anymore. Yeah, I think because yeah, we no. were all three sisters, we had a different experience too. like I think our parents raised us not like we were women, but it kind of might have been the same whether we were girls or boys except for sana she grew up like a whole different set of rules i think i just yeah i know in general i don't feel like i was i don't know had all these like female expectations set on me and besides like clothes and things like that but um so on like the topic of identity though like being american and pakistani i feel more american what about you guys i mean definitely sana more i do i'm as born and raised here like yeah yeah i, I mean, say it every day to them i feel more american well, because I'm in Turkey, so a lot I say a lot of people try to take American identity away from me. And I was talking to one of oh, our really? relatives in Pakistan and other people and they agree with me, like, yeah, you're you're not like Pakistan. Like if I was growing up in Pakistan, my experiences everything would have been so different. Like, you know, experiencing Pakistan after like nine eleven, for example, like we didn't grow up with any of those things, you know? You know what though? Like I remember like our parents did say to us, though, like, you're not American. Like, they can that in us. Like, they wanted yeah. to just feel separate. And I, I think that's like a common thread for like children of immigrants is that there's, there's an attempt to like create a bubble so that you don't assimilate and you don't adopt the parts of like the Western culture that they don't like. So if you stay closer, if you stay in the bubble, you won't be exposed to the culture that they don't want you to assimilate to. But there wasn't like anyone really for us to share that bubble with, you know? I mean, unless we just had other Pakistani. Other cousins, yeah. Or cousins. cousins. Yeah, I mean, there were with them. But I, I don't know. At least you and me definitely made friends with people not because of where their parents came from. Yeah. But I think I find it easier 
and then it might like i don't obviously look for my friends on the basis of their race because that's dumb but i think that if i just met like a pakistani girl it would be easier for me to be friends with her because we share like a common culture i think like i have a very americanized version of like pakistani culture that i like am attached to and it's cool to relate to a lot of people on that basis yeah i don't i didn't have that yeah i actually i think about that sometimes i think about that like would it have been easier if i had made more of an effort to have some friends who were similar but then i was always just like scared of getting in more trouble like that they would like snitch on me or something to their parents and then their parents would tell our parents i was like i was always in defense mode protection mode like trying to protect myself from getting in trouble that's the mode i was 100 percent operating in until i moved out literally i just think it helped me cope because like when i would get in trouble i would not ask my non-brown muslim friends for help i'd ask them because they could give me the best advice for like my circumstances i think it it made it easier for me to talk to our parents about those things too because i could relate to them and say well you know they also have this experience it's not just me yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it was. It I, I don't sense. know if it would have been easier for me to have friends that have this like a similar background, just because I had we had such varying interests. You know, like they wanted to preserve a certain level of culture, and that was not what I. I don't think I rebelled that much, but I just didn't care. You know, like I didn't care as much to protect myself like, from getting punished as you did. I just yeah. Got in trouble. Well. I was like, well, <laughs> see, I just was like trying to avoid the trouble. So I'd rather I felt it was better to be like sneaky and like secretive than it was to just like openly be getting in trouble. So I'd yeah. rather like show them the good daughter side and then like have my secret life. It was fine. You know, yeah. I'd There's rather like have two approach. There's two parts. I think I I realized when I was getting in like deeper into high school that the the more I told them and the more they met my friends, like the more they could trust me because they they knew me better. Yeah, it wasn't like I was somebody else in the house. But I think it helped. But I mean, there's different approaches yeah, on how you had that opportunity. And then me, I think my tactic was just to really be closed off, which is probably also one of the reasons we didn't get along. I don't I didn't talk to anyone in my family, you know. There wasn't anyone I could. Yeah. No. And and I, I took it. I always take it that far. I mean, I I, I left America altogether. Yeah. yeah. You're a very <laughs> like, extreme person. <laughs> like you left the country. I just moved out. <laughs> Got an apartment. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, you're very extreme. Escape the family. Like it just, yeah. Isolation was more my like way of dealing with things than. I mean, that works for some people. Some relationships get better with more space because you I think so like I for sure think so yeah it's yeah every person's relationship with their parents even our relationships they're all different and they all work with different ways and yeah Yeah. fine like Sana your relationship with them kind of thrives on like proximity because like mommy and daddy get really sensitive when they don't like see you or you don't call yeah, enough yeah. or you don't come home yeah, like they get really like yeah they do cry baby about it but like <laughs> they moved yeah. out of state from me and like we're like see ya you know, so yeah. our relationship that. thrives yeah. on space, but yours is like better with proximity, like closeness. Yeah. I yeah. got a text from mommy the other day that I never text or anything. I'm like, well, there's a time difference and she's wrong. Every time I call, she has a meeting. Oh, yeah. She is a workaholic. It's so funny because like when when you guys moved to Atlanta, I don't know why they had this thing, both of them, that I wanted to move to Atlanta too. And that like, 
they had like a room for me and they were like always finding jobs for me. And I was like, where is this? Like, I don't want to move there. I'm not coming. Our mom would always be like, so when you move here, when you move here. And I'm like, when when is that happening? Because it's not in my plans. Like they always like come up with these things in their head that like we all want to. Like, well, they also convinced that the entire like, where they family, live. like the whole gang was going to move to Atlanta. Yeah, the whole like all the Atlanta, co- it's essentially canceled. Like as far as they were concerned, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all the investments here, like the jobs here, like that we have, like who cares? Just leave. Yeah, and yeah, they. She's still, my um, mommy still asks all the time when I'm coming back to California, which it's in a Like I could come back, but she always like tells me like randomly, like yeah, I think in a couple of months a girl will be back. Like oh yeah, in a couple, and I'm like, but does she think that, or do just is it just you that thinks that? Is that your wistful thinking? I might need to. But like, trust me when I say I wake up every day that I and I don't actually want to be anywhere else. I love it here. Yeah, yeah. This absolutely for me. Yeah, some hybrid would be okay. But anyways, yeah. If you could like live here for a little bit and there for a little bit. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all for us. Okay. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Good Daughter Podcast with me, Misha Good. If you've enjoyed today's episode and it has helped you think about how to deal with your cultural conditioning and family expectations, please subscribe to the show and I'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram at the Good Daughter Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.